Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today we have a crazy story of revenge against an absolute klepto. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I organized a birthday party for my ex-fiance solely to embarrass her before her friends and family. I still reflect on my patience through it all and beam with pride. It was certainly hard to pull through with my revenge plan, especially since my emotions were all over the place. I even almost slipped, but thankfully I pulled myself together and did all that I wanted to do. I only proposed to my ex-fiance because she gave me an ultimatum to do so, like she does with much other stuff. She had spent the night at my house, and the next morning, she made me breakfast, which was strange, because she hardly ever did that or even woke up early at all. What usually happened on any weekday that she spends the night was me leaving for work while she was still dozing in bed. I would even have to tiptoe around the house so as not to wake her up. That morning when I was done eating the English breakfast she had put together, I was about to compliment her great cooking skill when she asked, when are you going to propose? I was shocked and wasn't even sure how to answer her question. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I'm not going to sit around and wait for you to ask the question, do you want to marry me or do you not want to marry me? I need to know and I need to know soon or I'd have to leave. I went to work that day wondering whether or not I wanted her to be my wife. One thing was certain though, I didn't want to lose her. I could not even bear the thought of losing her. I wanted her in my life, but I was still unsure. Nearly a month after that morning, I asked her to marry me and she said yes. Without that ultimatum, I never would have asked her to marry me. I never would have gone down on one knee, at least not that soon. I still had doubts and, rightly so, her ex-boyfriend had her on a leash. There were too many times when I had strong feelings that she was still in love with him, and my feelings were always inspired by her actions. How she was always there for him and how quickly she went to rescue him, even though he was in a relationship too and had a long-term girlfriend whom he was living with. There's a lot of history between us, we're not even friends, just two cordial people. Also, he needs help. She would either say that or she would say, I feel guilty for leaving him. I still judge myself harshly for doing that even though I know it was the best decision I made and the best for both of us at the time. She used her guilt for leaving him to justify the numerous times she went all out for him or launched rescue missions to save him from his alcohol addiction. Once we were going to go out for dinner, it was the sixth month of us being exclusive and she was the one who had suggested dinner, but she called me that afternoon to cancel. Something came up, she said. I'll give you the full details when we meet. I was worried because I thought something serious had happened. Her dad was only just recovering from a stroke, and I immediately thought something had happened to him. I just thought whatever was going on had to be serious, because she had been very excited about our date, and I figured it would take an emergency to get her to cancel. When we finally met, I asked her what had happened, and she said something about her ex. I didn't quite hear that, I said, my face was very irritated. I honestly had not heard her. I only heard his name and was immediately upset. It was his sober anniversary and his girlfriend deliberately missed it. 
They had a big fight and he had a huge meltdown. His cousin called me. I ignored her and walked away. That was the first time I ended things with her because of her ex. I told her I was done. I could no longer compete with her ex for a space in her life. She cried and begged me, but I told her that we needed to give each other space and that we both needed to decide what we wanted from our relationship. What I wanted was for her to decide on what, or better still, who, her priority is. For a week we were broken up, and I hoped and prayed that one day she would call me and tell me she wanted me back, and would let her ex be. When she didn't call me, I started to miss her terribly, so I sent her a text message. She was so excited that I texted her and she told me that. Thank you for texting me. I was hoping that you would. I even said a little prayer about it. I was glad that she was humble and comfortable around me enough to tell me that. I asked if she'd like to eat dinner with me the next day. She agreed and before long, we were in my house declaring our love for each other. We got back together without addressing the elephant in the room, her ex. After we got back together, she hardly ever spoke of her ex-boyfriend and I was glad about it. We had a good thing going on. It was clear though that I loved my ex-fiance way more than she loved me, but that never bothered me. If anything, it only made me want to work hard to win her love. I was completely smitten by her. Our relationship was progressing and her ex was a thing of the past until one evening. My ex and I had just returned from a fundraising party at the school where my mom was the principal. We had a good night and I drank a little more than usual. I just wanted to go straight home, collapse on my bed, and sleep. That's precisely what I did when I got home. I went straight to my bed and slept off. I didn't even take off my clothes and that was how I found out what my ex was up to. The clothes weren't comfortable, so I woke up almost an hour later feeling the need to replace what I was wearing with something more comfortable. When I woke up, I noticed that my ex was not in my bedroom. She came home with me, so I went downstairs to see if she was there. She was just at the door and was on the phone assuring someone that she was on her way and would see them soon. Because of what happened on the afternoon of our wedding anniversary, I suspected that she was going to see her ex. But I didn't want to jump to conclusions, so I acted like I didn't see her sneak out of my house. I returned upstairs to my room, changed into something comfortable, and went back to bed. The next morning, I woke up to see my ex sleeping soundly beside me on the bed. I was surprised to see her since she had rushed out very late the night before. It wasn't until she woke up that I asked her where she went in such a hurry the night before. She suddenly put on a sober expression. I'm sorry, I didn't inform you but you were asleep and I didn't want to bother you. Please don't be mad. I frowned and said, I'm not mad. What happened though? She then went on to rescue her boyfriend because her sister had told him that he sent her a text about ending himself. I smiled faintly and went off to my work. At work, it was all that was on my mind. Why was my girlfriend so heavily invested in her ex? Was she still in love with him? Were they still sleeping with each other? Right there at work, I sent her a text suggesting that we break up. She was mad at me for not breaking up with her properly, but she never fought it and that offended me. She didn't even ask me why, but I guess she figured it was about her ex. Weeks later, my ex and I were back together again. What got her back was a conversation I had with my female friend. She assured me that it was possible that two exes were just there for each other and had no kind of relationship outside that, but advised me to look into it if I suspected that something was going on. How so? 
They said, I don't know, stalk the dude, hire a private investigator, you know, do stuff like that. I rolled my eyes, no way. My ex and I got back together again, and were together for nearly a year. That was when I proposed. Before and after the proposal, I never heard her say a word about her ex-boyfriend. She never spoke about visiting him or anything of the sort again. Still, I had my doubts, especially since she was spending unexplained time away. She had also moved in with me but was spending many weekends at her sister's. She was in the bathroom one day when her phone vibrated. It was her ex calling her. I was surprised that he was calling seeing as she hadn't spoken about him in a very long time. I decided to use the private investigator option that my friend presented. She introduced me to one and I made him follow my ex fiance around for a week to see if he'd find something. He followed her around for a few days but found nothing. I was going to give up, but on a Friday afternoon, he informed me that my ex was having lunch with a man and that they seemed intimate. I asked for a description and it fit into her ex's profile. He had the pictures and wanted me to come over to his office to see them, but I was too busy with work and it was a crucial time. That weekend, my ex told me that she was spending the weekend at her sister's. I immediately alerted the private investigator. My ex's sister lived just on the far end of town, so I made him go after her. According to his reports, she did visit her sister but she was spending the night at a hotel with the guy he had seen her have lunch with. On a Monday morning, I hurried to his office to see pictures and was stunned. I had somehow just prayed that he'd been following the wrong woman. It was my ex and she had been secretly dating her ex and even spending nights with him. All those times that she told me she was sleeping over at her sister's or spending the weekend, she was hanging out with her ex and they were all loved up in a hotel. At that time, she had started to pressure me to choose a date for our wedding. I was determined to get my revenge on her, so I started to move the things in the house that we both lived in to my friends. I told her I was selling stuff because I wanted us to have a new home for our wedding. Her birthday was coming up, so I decided to end it all on her birthday. I was going to get the pictures from the private investigator, have them printed in tiny little copies and share them. My ex was someone who cared deeply about her image. She was deeply invested in making everyone believe that she had the perfect relationship. And she probably did, but she blew it. I had my assistant send out invitations to her and friends, and removed all that was important to me from the house. She never asked too many questions, she just knew I was preparing for us to move into a new marital home, so she never bothered. I told her three days before the birthday dinner that I had organized a birthday dinner for her. She was excited and said she would have her videographer come around. I was happy about the news. That evening, we all went into the restaurant and waited for the birthday girl. She was 30 minutes late and I couldn't help wondering if she was in the arms of her ex-boyfriend. When she finally came in, I told everyone that I'd like to say a few words to the birthday girl and share our cards before we ordered. I brought out the small envelope of pictures of my ex and her ex coming out of the hotel and eating together. I then passed them around for all to see. Her sister gasped upon seeing the pictures. She was the first to see them. It's unfortunate that the person I thought I could spend the rest of my life with and was planning a whole wedding and a life together was going around hooking up with her ex-boyfriend, who was, according to her, so bad that she left him in the middle of the night in a nightdress and with no footwear. This isn't what it looks like, my ex stammered. I don't care. I've made up enough excuses for you, I said. I am done. I turned to the people I had invited. You can choose to stay in order or you may leave. Naturally, nobody stayed back to eat dinner. They were all her friends and family anyway. 
I am disappointed in you, I heard her dad say while I was going through the menu with the waiter. He stormed out and she ran after him. Then she came in to try to talk to me. Listen, I'm sorry. He means nothing. It means nothing, I promise. I ignored her and managed to eat a tiny portion of the food before me. I had to make myself eat because I had zero appetite and it had been that way since I found out. Her friends and sister were too embarrassed to say anything to me. They left not long after her dad left. I had already gotten a studio apartment very close to work, so I moved in and left the house we used to live in for her. I didn't even want to see her anymore. It was a miracle that I was able to stand her after I saw the pictures that Monday, when she wouldn't stop showing up at my job. I applied for a transfer to another state. Honestly, considering the history of this ex, I don't blame OP for just getting out of there because one thing. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. For certain, she cannot let the ex go. No matter the circumstance, she apparently stays attached to them and keeps going back to them. It's honestly so disgusting of her to keep going back to that ex and undercutting and lying to OP every single time and hurting them further and further. It's like an addiction. That said, our next story is Exposing the Klepto. I had the perfect life, the perfect family, awesome friends, a good school, and a steady job that earned me enough to save for college. I was living my dream life, and I was quite humble about it. My father was a senior manager at one of the biggest hotel chains in the state, and my mother was a lab attendant for a pharmaceutical company. Between their two jobs, my parents were really busy people, but they always found time to spend with me. The only downside to life was my brother that I lost on a camping trip one summer. 
I always lived my life in honor of my brother. He had been my role model and I wanted to make him proud every step of the way, whether he was there with me or not. There were my two best friends, Kyla and Johnny, both of whom I adored next to my family. Our jobs were right next to each other, so every day after school, we all drove in my car to our places of work. I worked at a book cafe, while Kyla and Johnson worked at a retail store next door. Our favorite things to do after work was eat pizza, gossip about everything we possibly could, typical teen stuff. I wanted to go to an Ivy League school. It was one of my biggest dreams. My friends had other interests they wanted to pursue, but their parents insisted they had to go to college. They both decided that they would settle for community colleges. Kyla was interested in fashion and had already started applying for scholarships to different fashion schools. She wasn't even picky about it, from the top guns to the upcoming institutions. She was just looking for guidance to kickstart the many amazing ideas that were running in her head. Johnny wanted to go into dance. He had a side gig with a dance studio where he tutored little kids. They didn't pay him much, but he wasn't there for the money, but rather the exposure that it gave him to dance competitions. Plus, it was good for his social presence. I supported my friends in each of their individual dreams, but I wanted to be an accountant. I wanted to get an actual degree from a prestigious university and show the world what I was made of. Apart from my job at the cafe, I volunteered at the old people's home where my nana lived and the homeless shelter downtown. If you asked me, I would say I had a soft heart and I loved to share my time and presence with everyone. My parents were supportive of everything that I did and they were so proud of me. They told me every chance they got. I was happy and as if life didn't like that, things took an unexpected turn one day. My mother went to bed one night and never woke up, apparently dying from a heart attack and that ruined the family dynamic that we had. It was very devastating for us both, but we buried ourselves in work so that it wouldn't show too much. As months passed, I knew that my father was lonely, but I didn't know that the loneliness cut so deep that he would want another woman in his life. No matter how much time had passed, I would never think that it was enough for my father to move on to another person. I didn't want another woman in our lives, and I certainly didn't want to call her mother. I went off to college and returned to see my worst nightmare coming to fruition and it scared me. The day of the new woman's arrival, my father sat me down and explained why he needed another woman in his life. He was alone and needed to fill the ache that was in his heart, but then I was alone too. I had no one to fill the ache in my heart. No matter how much Kyla and Johnny tried, it just never was enough. I had lost someone too. I didn't understand how he could move on so quickly from my mother. They were so in love. My father assured me with tears in his own eyes that he hadn't moved on from my mother, that he still felt the loss like it had happened yesterday, but I didn't believe him. If he loved my mother as much as he claimed, then there would be no place in his heart for another woman. Talk more of wanting to marry her. I refused to look at him. I couldn't fathom how he could possibly be doing this. The love he and my mother had shared had been something precious and sacred. I couldn't possibly imagine that he would ever be ready to move on. There were a lot of tears and even more anger as I stood up from my chair angrily and went into my bathroom with the hopes that he would take the hint and leave my room. Things were never the same between us after that day. I tried to avoid him as much as possible for the rest of the time I'd be back at home. It was just too bad I had a two month break and he pulled this stunt when I just arrived back home. Even though I didn't agree with my father's decision, I tried my best to be polite and friendly to his new wife. 
The day of their court wedding, I stood beside him and gave the best fake smile of my entire life. I didn't go for the reception after. Instead, I hung out with my friends and talked about everything I was feeling. After the wedding, I avoided both my father and the new wife like a plague. But since the woman was always at home, it was kind of a difficult task. She was an online events planner and only went out when she had errands to run for her clients. One day, she invited me on one of her errands, which I couldn't decline. My father had pleaded with me to be nice to Sandra, as the woman was trying her best to get to know me. I looked at her and looked away. What sort of event planner was she? How could you be confused about the event you were planning? We moved around the store looking for what she dragged me out for. I finally found the loom and went back to look for Sandra. I found her near a jewelry shelf and was about to call her attention when I noticed that Sandra had slipped one of the pieces into her bag. I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me but Sandra slipped another piece into her bag and turned away from the shelf. She caught me watching her and gave me a big smile and a wave. I didn't know whether to confront Sandra or pretend like I hadn't seen what just happened. On the drive back home, I was very uncomfortable since I knew that Sandra had taken those jewelry without paying for them. I wanted to say something but held my tongue. Why on earth Sandra would steal them when she had the money to pay for them, and even better, jewelry at home, was beyond me. The incident bothered me a lot and I wanted to tell my father what happened, but he wasn't free to talk. I decided to let it go as there was nothing I could do about it anyway. Things started going missing around the house, little items here and there that if you weren't paying attention, you would miss. At first, I didn't pay any mind, but when my brother's ceramic pot went missing, I didn't hold my tongue. I confronted her about the pot, asking if she had picked it like she picked the jewelry from the store, and the next few seconds were a blur because I hadn't been expecting the slap. I held my stinging cheek and stared at a frowning Sandra in shock. She accused me of having a terrible attitude and said that she never liked me from the first day she stepped foot in the house. She would have preferred a man without a child, she said. I was too stunned from being slapped to say anything. Things begun to change around the house after that day. The one sweet Sandra that I knew evolved into a monster overnight. She became mean and didn't let me have any peace. She acted all sweet and nice whenever my father was around, but as soon as he was gone, it was a whole day of torture. She forbade me from going to see my friends and even seized my car keys so I couldn't go anywhere. The worst part was the errands I was forced to go on with her. I couldn't believe this was happening to me. I was a grown woman and I was being treated like a child. I tried to complain to my father about everything that was happening while he was gone, but he never believed me. Amidst it all, my father was still mad at me for everything, calling me disrespectful and refusing to listen to anything I told him, or at least tried to tell him. Sandra continued to take items from stores that we visited, unprovoked. I was scared each time we went out and I wondered the day she would be caught and arrested for stealing. The confusing part about everything was that I'd never seen Sandra use any of the items after. I had no idea where she even kept them. Kyla's birthday was something she'd been planning for a long time, and the day finally came. I was super excited because I knew my girl had something absolutely awesome planned, but the day didn't go as I thought it would because Sandra was in a mood. She demanded that I go back to my room and not leave the house. I scoffed, ignored what she said, and started towards the door. Sandra blocked my path and pushed me back. I almost slipped and fell. I got angry and yelled at her, what was her problem? I attempted to push past Sandra, but the woman proved to be stronger than she looked. 
She slapped me over and over again and pushed me to the ground. She then stood over me and glared down with so much hatred, telling me that she owned my family and I and we would all play by her rules. Scary. I was fed up with the way I was being treated. I was glad that my holiday was coming to an end, but Sandra had ruined most of it. Despite the anger I felt towards my father for being blind when it came to Sandra, I still loved him, and I didn't want to leave him alone with Sandra when I was going back to college, so I thought it through and came up with a plan that was sure to win my father over. On one of his off days, I decided to invite him along on one of Sandra's errands. She wasn't too happy about him coming along, but my father agreed that it would be so much fun, so we piled into the car, and he drove us to the bridal store that Sandra was to be at. This was only a few days after the incident, and the minute we got there, she barely spent five minutes with us before she excused herself and left my dad and I alone. We started to talk, and he let me know that he was missing the watch my mother got him as a present some years ago. It was really expensive, so I knew almost immediately that it was her. Right then, I made a plan to expose this woman once and for all. I knew precisely who had his watch, and if my plan went well today, I would make sure that Sandra was exposed. So I waited for when we were separated from her, and then my plan went into action. We didn't have to wait long as my dad and I spotted her at the end of the aisle, shoving jewelry inside her bag. My father stopped short in his tracks as he watched Sandra slip some jewelry into her bag. His mouth fell open in disbelief, but he didn't say anything. She came back and asked if we were ready to leave, and my father nodded but didn't say anything. He just watched her carefully. His anger rose with each step they took, and when she didn't bring the jewelry that she put in her bag out or pay for it, he knew that I'd been right all along. When we got home, he confronted Sandra about it. She denied taking anything, so he opened her bag and brought out the pieces that were inside. Sandra was too embarrassed to say anything. Angrily, he accused her of taking everything that had been missing. Sandra began to cry and beg, but my father told her that if she didn't want to go to jail, she needed to return everything she stole, also adding that his lawyer would contact her with divorce papers. Sandra was gone the very next day and all the items were returned back to their normal positions. I was glad to have my father back and the peace of mind we shared. He promised me that there would be no more surprises on my next break home. I assured him that he could move on, but with someone that wasn't a thief. Well, needless to say, this lady was a nightmare. I'm just glad that OP was able to expose them and get their father out of that situation, because you kind of wonder if they had some kind of alternative game plan. Like, she might have actually really liked OP's father, but somebody like that, who's so two-faced they'd want to hide a whole second part of their life, you almost wonder if they had some kind of incentive to hang around in that relationship. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.